Inspiration is overrated. Uh, it's an offensive title. I like it. Uh, that one or like... Um, we could talk about the magic carpet. Yeah, magic carpet. I love it. <laughs> yeah, magic carpet. Ride the magic carpet of creativity. Oh. So, so what was the first one? Hello, welcome to the New American Storytellers podcast. I'm Shepard Allers, and I'm here with Mike Hartnett and David Altrogi. We are a part of a group of storytellers and filmmakers called Vinegar Hill, and uh, we get together and talk about films, storytelling, uh, creativity, and productivity all the time. We're giving you guys the opportunity to be a part of those conversations through our podcast. So this week, it's part two of the magic carpet ride of inspiration. Pick up where we left off, talking about productivity. The whole concept of productivity, I think, is not like an end to itself. Like for some folks it is, and those folks go on to write books and probably just talk about productivity like, <laughs> the rest of their life. Right. Which shout out to them because they can help us. But like yeah. for the rest of us, productivity should be a means to the end of being able to be more cre- creative. So like you know, for us at Vinegar Hill, we ask ourselves the question a lot: like, what can we do to streamline what we do? to give us more time for the creative work. Right. So anything that you can do to cut down uh, on just the day-to-day maintenance of your life, the running operations of your company if you have one, or if you're a freelancer, like the stuff that you have to do all the time that just starts to eat away your time, uh, what can you do to streamline that so that you have blocks of undistracted time to focus on being productive in creative ways? Yeah, and I think... One thing, and uh, did we learn this from Merlin Mann? Probably. The idea of, I think, generally anything I know about productivity has just been from podcasts and books Mike has sent me, but um, told me to read. But Merlin Mann is a productivity guru. I'm sure he does a lot. Merlin, if you're listening. Um, shout out to Merlin. Shout out to Merlin. I'm sure you, you get also, a lot done. looks like he does nothing. Like he, <laughs> Except, he watches videos. <laughs> looks like he just rolled out of bed. Except... Uh, no offense, Merlin. Um, but he talked about uh, ganging, your, um, ganging your tasks together. And what he meant by that is like, okay, look at, your, look at the tasks you have to do today and try to select blocks of time to knock out similar tasks. So rather than just having your email open all day and dealing with each email as it pops into your inbox, just give yourself an hour during the day that you're going to do email. And I'm going to kill and knock out all my email in an hour or say you know at the beginning of the day I'm going to spend half an hour on email at the end of the day half an hour and then email is closed uh, for the rest of the day Um, because unless your job is to write really creative emails to other people like email is going to like take over your job and make you not creative make you not creative and like Mm -hmm. at least take away all your time if not take away your soul yeah well one one thing we've been doing here at Vinegar Hill Mike is you now rather than you are the you kind of oversee the finances of the company rather than doing that all throughout the week which it could take you all week you just block out a whole day on Monday to do it so you you don't have to on you know if a bill comes in on Wednesday unless it's like due that minute you just know that okay on Monday I'll deal with this but right now I need to be creative right now I need to edit this trailer or um and that's helped us a ton because right. it's brought a lot Money of... Money Mondays. Yeah, it's brought... We, we have a whole playlist of music that goes on mm-hmm. featuring ABBA singing... Was it Money, Money, Money? Yeah, absolutely. Always Money Spoon. in a Rich Man's World. It's got a song <laughs> on Money. 
Obviously, Pink, Pink Floyd. Floyd. Pink yeah. Floyd's got money. The sort of quintessential. But you've ganged, or yeah, you've ganged all of your financial stuff. To Which be is to... great, because for me, uh, the mindset that I'm in when I'm dealing with numbers and bills is a completely different mindset than if I'm trying to color grade something or if I'm trying to edit a film or plan a shoot. Uh, like it's absolutely the opposite. So switching between these two mindsets is extremely stressful, if not painful. And as little switching uh, as you have to do, that just saves energy. It saves certainly saves like distraction time and um, like is less painful. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do that when we're on shoots. Is we gang together. Like okay, when we're planning out shoot, we're gonna shoot everything we can at this location. Yeah, at once makes sense because we don't want to have a company move in the middle of production. Transition, we, transition, actually, transition transitions time. are always wasteful. But we did, very but, wasteful. But in the office, how often do we transition? Like, just transition, go from location to location to location. Right, right in our minds. In yeah. our yeah. minds. It takes time. Yeah, and that Make takes phone call, mental energy. Write an email, do some work, write a little bit creatively. It's right. just, all those things are just it's just a waste of time. It, so what you're saying, Mike, is is like. We actually lose time when we switch from task to task. Right. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Einstein There's would agree with me. Eisenstein, yeah. One, you know, E equals MC squared, I think is what Einstein was really saying, is that energy plus momentum equals... Batching. Batching. <laughs> batching being C. The... So there's so you you kind of lump like tasks together. So you can say, well, I know that I'm going to have to be creative... Um, I have to do some creative work at this time. So I'm going to say, I'm not going to do email while I'm supposed to be being creative. I'm but not how do can bills. you run a business and not do mm. email? I, I'm telling you, it takes, and there might, be, there might be some businessmen out there who would say I'm completely wrong, but I think it just takes, honestly, discipline. It takes saying no to opening your email. Because honestly, most of the emails, most of them, that we generally get are not so pressing that they need a that minute response. I mean, there are sometimes those emails come, but to just have your email open all day, like I hate it. It makes me so unproductive. It makes me hate my life. It makes me like just fall into this just total lazy sit on my butt well, and like having your email open all the time. Reactive. Yeah, having your email open all the time is like having your boss like sit on your desk and like mm-hmm. anytime anything comes into his mind for you to do. He will tell you to do it, right? And like you have to do it, right? Except and for us, it's like we have a hundred bosses, you know, just different people, whoever it is. I mean, that's it could true. Be, it's like every person that emails like, you. But that's on your not desk. a good boss. That's a tyrant, right? It's it is a tyrant. An I mean, email evil boss. Email is the dark lord himself, who we do not speak of. <laughs> no, email, email is a email is a great thing, but I think it does need to be controlled because it's, it's a demon. Just it's, be honest, it, it, it's the devil. It is. It's it needs, and it the only person who can control it. Is you and me like you? You're the only person who can control your inbox. And if it's honestly, I think oftentimes we have email open because we want to feel busy or we want it. Mm, we want an excuse. We are desperately looking for an excuse not to be creative and to not work because email's mm-hmm. easy. I mean, email makes you feel like you're getting stuff done. I feel like we're pitching like a weight loss program. <laughs> yeah, really. You are the greatest po- problem for you. You're the I only one that for, can say no to Twinkies. I can't speak for total email productivity because I'm terrible at it. But I can say that it is helpful not to have your work emails and your personal emails come to the same address. Like separating those two things I think is completely necessary thing. Yeah. Work and pleasure. So just as as a first step is like keep your Gmail account for your personal stuff 
and, and have as little spam you can, like as little Facebook emails or whatever as you can, but then have your, you know, your work email for and, more internal And things. close out your work email while you're being creative. Right. And so if you have a Yahoo email, email delete it. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> if you have an AOL email, call us because I want to know and how what in is with you still have an AOL have account. Hotmail. I don't understand that one either. Uh, yeah. There's nothing happening. Or Juno.com. There's no one still no, has still, Juno. I found one. No, email us. If you have a Juno account, please send us an email. And I would love to see you a special gift. I would love to see someone who has a at Juno account. That there, would make me really happy. Can you go to Juno.com? You will win a hairier so anyway, movie. So anyway, it's it's it does take I mean it does take just saying no to to laziness and to it says I'm going to keep email closed. Um, I'm going to keep Twitter and Facebook closed when I'm being creative because those things are all just like it's all just like basically well, our, picture it like this. Picture it like this. We haven't you're in an office you're in an office. Would you be able to get anything done if there was like, you know, someone coming in and saying, "Hey, can I get that paper right away?" And say, "Hey, hey, by the way, check out this funny little goofy, goofy little picture I have." And oh, hey, by the way, uh, listen, when you get a second next week, sometime, remember we have a meeting next week. Just want to remind you of our meeting next week. Somebody and then, comes and then, in. somebody comes in and says, "Hey, you know, I got a really special message. If you tell seven of the other coworkers, <laughs> right, you know, you'll you'll win." Right. A... Someone's peeking over the cubicle and saying, "Like, dude, check out this awesome picture," and like if throwing pictures me, at you. Send and, like, it to seven uh, of your right. Friends. I mean, you just. Wouldn't... I feel like that's my day at the office. Well, time. yeah, well, that's why we're doing this podcast, because <laughs> it's actually it can't, it's, live. it's a live intervention, but it, you wouldn't get anything done. Now, mm. our tech-savvy, <coughs> uh, information-saturated uh, geek society, everyone gets to be a geek, I think it's really cool to have, like, all those little gadgets, like, growl on your uh, Mac which basically, I don't even know what Growl is. I just get these little like things like saying that stuff is happening on my computer, and I'm like, what is happening on my right. computer? Growl basically is just like if you want to be distracted, like install Growl. I mean, like if you want to like not get anything done, like unless your work has something to do with like you know being very aware of every email and every kind of like system notification, um, turn those things off. Like some people have their Twitter open. Um, it's like a it's a total productivity killer. And create and ultimately, because it's not just about being productive, it's about being creative. Productive, and it's, creatively. It's going to kill you creatively. Well, I had to turn Growl off yesterday because... Good for you. Normally... Good. Hold on a second. There we go. Oh, yeah. boy. It, normally, normally my, I use Growl for Dropbox notifications. Uh, but yesterday, there was um, just a, a collaborator was rendering to the Dropbox. Every time a render file came through, it was popping up. And it was sapping my productivity. So I wow. turned it off. Sapping it. Yep. It was. Growl. Productivity sapper. And creativity sapper. Because I was just like, why does it keep popping up? If it was like yelling at me. Yeah. Constantly. So the I think the what we're saying here is when you're doing email, just let yourself do email completely. Don't try to be doing something else. Give yourself a disciplined amount of time that you're going to do email. If you have to pay bills, if you're a small business owner, if you own a little design firm or, or uh film production company or whatever, do bills on one day or one, give yourself a specific time. And then if you're going to be creative, don't let yourself, don't let yourself do email. Don't let yourself mm. be paying bills. Don't let yourself, I mean, it is all about ganging, locking in. One, one technique that's been helpful for me, um, and full disclosure, I am not religious about doing this. And um, as I'm talking about it, I want to get more religious about doing this. It's called the Pomodoro, the Pomodoro technique. And the the idea is simple. I mean, uh, you can actually download the ebook for free. Just search Pomodoro technique. I, I'm not going to tell you how to spell it because I don't know how. But the idea is simple. You basically, you, whatever task you're working on, 
you work for 25 minutes and you don't allow yourself to do anything else. 25 minute block. Then you take a you take a five minute break, and then you do another 25 minute block, and then another five minute break, and then another 25 minute block. And mm-hmm. you during that 25 minute block, you're not allowed to do anything else. You're not allowed to check email. Um, they suggest you know you don't even take phone calls. You don't respond to texts. You don't respond to. Um, and sometimes you know sometimes that I, depending on who's calling me, I just your friends bleeding out next to you and you are you, yeah, stuck on the pomodoro there's like, a sorry you buddy, find I, a bomb on your desk I got and 10 you have minutes left on this pomo <laughs> yeah but uh, that's it's really helpful because it's just like i know for these 25 minutes i know in 25 minutes i can take a break i can go get a cup of coffee i can uh whatever but for these 25 minutes i'm wired in and we're talking for like creative work here we're talking about well he, no he, so kind of he says kind of no he says well at least for pomodoro he the, the guy who came up with the technique says all work is works that way because that's i mean and it's it's true because then so it's true. it just gives like you're allowed to free yourself you're free to just focus on one thing you're free mm-hmm. to just focus on email you're free to just be creative and it's not for so long that like you can't get over the thought that Right. The for world's the next falling four apart. Hours, I have to the be. Next, yeah, I mean, if some breaking news headline of evacuation of your area comes, like you're only going to be at the worst 25 minutes late to it. So, <laughs> you, I feel like you may have undermined the whole point. Wow. Well, yeah. anyway, well, but, we'll be back after it, a brief message. This uh, by Growl, by Growl our sponsor, <laughs> um, and this will be the last show they sponsor. So. Uh, Another thing in the vein of Pomodoro that you guys have uh, kind of preached the gospel of is getting wired in. Oh, yes. Mm. What does it mean? Uh, I, I see this on my notes here. Uh, you said in 1999, I like to get wired in. Mike, uh, what did you mean by that? I'm really glad you brought that up, Keith. Uh, um, so basically, the the concept of being wired in is similar to Pomodoro, except it's it's like even more like higher level zen version of it, I would say. Mm. Um, for instance, like if you're editing or doing something else that requires a ton of like creative energy and focus, 25 minutes for me like it can be helpful. But oftentimes, like I need to immerse myself in this and not allow myself to have a break for an hour or 45 minutes. And so what we'll do in the four office four days, perhaps, perhaps for a year. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the, the creator of Facebook, um, him and his team of young crazies that worked very hard to get that going, um, used the word getting wired in to mean a, comp- a state of being completely focused on coding um, and working on whatever their, their task was at hand, so much so that no one else, when they had their headphones on and they said that they were getting wired in, no one was allowed to interrupt them. And that was like a very hard and fast rule that everyone honored and became a big part of their culture and I think a a big reason why they're able Mm. to do so much in so little time with so little uh, resources. Yeah, doing that on smaller tasks that you have to be really focused and creative on, for example, writing or editing or um, coming up with a proposal for a client, like those things, you really do need to be focused for that to, the end result to be something you're proud of. Yeah, so it's- uh, it's my turn to confess. Oh boy. Confessions. Uh-oh. We've all confessed live. Uncensored. The confession. Unedited. Vinegar Hill tells all <laughs> in their groundbreaking book, Video Network, what we didn't know. Uh, so basically, sometimes I will put my headphones on without any music on just to give myself that mm-hmm. feeling of being wired in. And 
I'm not even plugged. So you're into not anything. listening to Daft Punk. So I'm not even wired in. But wow. I'm actually. But I feel like I I'm separated from the world a little bit, and it shows to you guys who we share a common space that we work in that I'm not just free to be interrupted right now. Right. Well, full disclosure, I do that too. Uh, Which oh. also means I can listen to what you guys are talking about while I have my headphones on. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Full disclosure, Full I return. don't do that. <laughs> so I think all this to say, because we've talked about a lot of different things on these last two podcasts, but I think the, the big thing and the big takeaway is that you can force yourself to be creative. You can make an environment where you can be creative. You don't have to just sit and wait for the muse to strike. It takes discipline. It takes hard work. It takes um, saying no to some things. Um, but you can. And it's really cool and really exciting when you have those creative breakthroughs. When you're, you know, you're at the grindstone and you're working and you're working and you have a deadline and nothing's coming, nothing's coming, and then, bam, you have an idea. Or, bam, the idea comes and suddenly you're totally ready to... Mm complete right. and to act on and, it and you're not and there are the the happy accidents that happen like the dude who discovered microwaves because uh, chocolate melted in his lab coat pocket pocket and like there's mm-hmm. there's things that happen by accident things that happen randomly you're walking and you see something and you're inspired um but absolutely for the most part if you wait around for those things to mm-hmm. be creative or if you only define and limit your definition of creativity to random uh magic carpet experiences. What Todd and Ruth say is that it's if you're not just waiting for creativity to strike, but your um, work is execution-based, then you're ready when those creative moments strike to right. execute them. Right. Because you're because you're constantly focused on what it's going to take to execute the idea. And so, like, for us, we may not have those creative inspiration moments all the time, but we're always looking to execute the ideas that we have. Right. Um, and then when those creative moments strike, we're already in the process. We're already working on it. That's a good point. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's just you'll be ready when the inspiration comes, and you can at the at the. I love ending these shows with the phrase "at the end of the day." At the end of the day, you know that you have done everything you can to create, and you ne- you can know and you can have a clean conscience and say, I didn't totally waste the gifting that I had by sitting on my butt waiting for creativity mm-hmm. to well, strike. Because we always have those ideas that are once in a lifetime where we wish like, oh, I wish someone was doing that. But you won't be able to do it if you're not already working towards being someone who executes. And at the end of the day... At the end of the day... It's those who did it's it. It's those who don't say, never say die. Uh-huh. You were about to say it's something. It's those right. who did it that get all... That's right. Right. That's what counts. The, the ones gold. who did it. Right. I wish we could sort of have that be like our good night and good luck. Right. Mm-hmm. At the end, at the of, end the of the day. Yeah. At the end. Maybe we'll change the sh- name of this show to the at the end of the day. So be creative and be productive and don't be lazy and have fun being creative. Have fun on that carpet. Thanks so much for subscribing to our podcast and uh, listening. Tell us about your creative process. Be sure to email us at podcast at newamericanstorytellers.com and join the conversation. The Eagle has landed.